Hello and welcome to the Parley by the Hindu. I am Shriparna Chakrabarti. Today we discuss a topic which has become much relevant due to the upcoming general elections next year and the accompanying debate over transparency in funding for political parties. In the midst of the strong observations by the Supreme Court on the electoral bond system of funding for political parties, it is pertinent that we again revisit the debate over whether state funding of elections is a possibility for India. Our guests to discuss this today are Professor Jagdeep Chokar of the Association for Democratic Reforms and Sanjay Kumar of the Center for Study of Developing Societies. I welcome you both. Professor Chokar, if I might start with you. Do you think state funding of elections can bring in transparency in the poll process? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, I would like to kind of insist that calling it state funding of elections is a little a bit of a misnomer. It should be right. called as public funding of elections. Right, right. I say this because in India, we unfortunately have a culture that anything which the state does is free and it doesn't cost anyone anything. But actually, it is public money that the state will give for elections. So if we call it public funding of elections, uh, my sense is people will feel that it is their money, which is actually the truth. So that is my first caveat. Number two, uh, public funding of elections can certainly bring transparency in the poll process, but it depends entirely on how public funding is done. If public funding is done uh, in a way that uh, public money is given to political parties and candidates, and they are also welcome to get money from wherever they like, then there are serious issues. Uh, so, public funding in principle is a good idea, but the mechanics and details of it need to be fleshed out. I have a lot more to say, which I will hold off for the time being and I'll let you proceed further. Sure, sure. Sanjay Kumar, sir, your opinion on this, the transparency aspect? Uh, no, I think it is a well, it would be a welcome step, but I'm not sure whether it will bring about transparency in the entire electoral process because we need to look at the nitty-gritty of how this is going to be worked out. What does public funding or state funding of election means? What, are, what would be the clauses? So certainly this would be better compared to the existing system where you know candidates and political parties spend from their own pocket. And we know that a lot of black money is being spent by political parties and candidates during election campaign. So certainly if there is a system of state funding of election, it will help in bringing about some kind of a transparency or one kind of a transparency. But I'm not sure that only with state funding of election, the entire electoral process in this country would become transparent. Right. So, uh, you know, so far uh, there have been uh, four reports, you know, which have looked into the viability of state funding for elections or rather public funding of elections. You know, which is the Indrajit Gupta Committee, a 1999 Law Commission of India report, a report on the Second Administrative Reforms Commission, which was in 2008, and the National Commission to review the working of the Constitution in 2001. 
out of this the first three have said that state funding was desirable to a certain extent like you said in various forms so my question is would you say it is viable for the indian economy at all professor chokar if you would want to take a go at it yeah i yeah, sure i have no problem viability is an issue which we can discuss provided we agree that public funding is a desirable activity which i think it is uh, when you mention these four reports let me be very specific that the very first one the indrajit gupta committee report yes which yes. is most often quoted in support of public funding of elections if you read the first paragraph of the conclusion chapter of that report which nobody ever mentions it says that it actually uses the word state funding because the the mandate of that committee was state funding of elections uh, it says that state funding of elections should be done only in kind and not in cash and state funding of elections would be a waste of public resources unless it is accompanied by a number of other factors and amongst these factors it mentions uh, democratization of political parties it mentions decriminalization of the political process and it says unless these things are done unless there is internal democracy in political parties uh, state funding of elections will be a waste of public money so the indrajit gupta committee report itself lays down conditions under which public funding of elections can be and should be considered not necessarily adopted so it is viable only if there are certain conditions number 1 political parties should be internally demonstrably internally democratic in their functioning they should be completely transparent in their financial affairs and number 3 they should there should be a reliable mechanism to ensure that political parties and political candidates do not accept money from any other source these are three conditions under which it may be possible but uh, sir, i would yeah, like sorry, to sorry. add something else which if you want i can add now or you can ask me later no 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 please please go ahead well the first question in my mind or which arises is if there were to be public funding of elections how much provision should we make for that the normal system of such planning or budgeting in the government or anywhere even in the private sector is based on what we how much we spent on this activity last year and we provide a factor of you know 10% or 20% or 50% or whatever for the coming year now if there is going to be a budget for how much money is to be set aside for public elections we need to know 
how much money was spent in the last election period now that that number how much money was actually spent in the last election depends on a couple of factors number 1 the money that the election commission of india spent which can be which is available reasonably accurately the second part which is a much 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 and i am using much three times deliberately much 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 bigger part is what is spent by political parties and candidates the center of media studies estimated after the 2019 election that 60000 rupees 60000 crores were spent on that election and if you read the report of the center for media studies they specifically list out what activities they did not consider in their estimation therefore this figure of 60000 crores is a gross underestimate Hmm. whether it is a gross underestimate or not even if it is a correct estimate the question is how will we know the exact figure of the amount of money spent in the previous election so that we can make a adequate provision for the next election this figure is known only to political parties and candidates who contest elections and despite the affidavits that sworn affidavits that candidates give while contesting elections this figure based on the uh, analysis that we did for the 2009 lok sabha election where we analyzed the election expenditure affidavits of i think 6793 candidates we discovered that only uh, four candidates said that they spent over the limit and only three only 30 candidates said that they spent about 90 to 95% of the limit so 6753 minus 39 is i think 6719 which is 99.99 recurring percent of candidates said that they spent only 45 to 55% of the limit after yeah. the one election former chief election commissioner said that if this is the case we should reduce the limit and not increase the limit but before every election there is a clamor by political parties and politicians that the limit should be increased they said it is a realistic uh, aspect in addition there is no limit to the expenditure that political parties can incur on elections so there is no way of knowing how much provision should we make for public funding of elections and unless we know that and unless we can ensure that political parties and candidates contesting elections will not accept any other funds there is no point in public funding of elections and these two conditions i am afraid are not going to be met yeah so uh, mr kumar which which you know it is also a thing i wanted to understand that the indrajit gupta committee for example said that uh, it should be in kind whatever funding is uh, they should be given free transport maybe a, a building of election officials and all but how does it work and is it possible to explore a system which is partially 
public fund it and then <clears throat> sorry candidates can maybe take up some top up funds from private players i mean is it is it possible to explore something like that or are we just talking in the air when we speak of this no i think why it should not be possible but i think one has to put the mind together people need to sit discuss figure out the possibility because the question is about possibility is it possible or not i think it is possible it could be possible you have to work out a model we cannot outrightly say this is not possible at all or this is perfectly all right one has to put the brain you know sit together discuss the modalities political parties need to be uh, the stakeholders so they also need to be part of the decision making process so if if this is all worked out i think this should be possible why not so basically you were saying that we need to redo the entire system of uh, conducting elections is it so i mean like we have to rethink on the entire system we have as of now how it is done no i never said that that we have to redo we have to think about the entire electoral system did i didn't say that i said why a system of state funding with candidates being allowed to you know generate percentage of funds to meet their election expenses can this be worked out yes this could be worked out uh, i am not saying that that requires entire change in the entire electoral system it's we are only talking about election funding at this moment i am not saying replace replace evm re- reduce the voting age or increase the voting age so the entire electoral system relates to several other things we are only having a limited discussion about funding of elections how how funding of election should take place okay so my next question is also to you mr kumar you know you remember that uh, halfway through the demonetization drive uh, prime minister modi had called for a you know discussion or a consensus on issue of public funding of elections now before that congress has also said i mean various leaders if i remember correctly mr lk advani also when he was the home minister he had uh, you know proposed something that we should have a discussion on that but it has never gone forward so why have political parties you think never taken this issue forward on their own uh, when they are in power and whatever you know why they haven't like explored it so first why why all political parties support or whenever the issue is being discussed every political party come in support of that it is like so a, a thing which is so seen as socially desirable or desirable in the in the electoral context so no political party in public domain would say no 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 we don't want state funding of election now at the moment ask any political party are you in support of india going ahead with a caste census every political party would say yes yes we all want caste census to be done remember at the time of mandal commission when it was being implemented in private conversation they might say oh we don't want this we are not in support of this but in public domain they all will say we are in support but i think why they have not been able to move ahead with that because i think at the moment it is just a word it's just a concept state funding of election public funding of election nobody is clear about how it is going to be worked out nitty gritty is not known and i think that's what is keeping these political parties away from this because they don't understand and i think if i may say that there is also a lack of willingness to do that lack of commitment to do, do that and that is why they would agree but they would agree to disagree that yes we agree but who is going to take this forward 
Also, is it a case, uh, I mean, this question is for both of you that except for the two big parties, most of our parties have now, you know, become family uh, oriented parties, you know, the regional parties, especially. So uh, how do you talk about public funding of elections to such parties? You know, they've become like corporate entities in themselves. Um, how would you comment on this? But or how is this related to whether, whether a polity, a party is headed by a family or a party is not headed by a family or a party has a lot of family member, how it relates to state funding of election? I think the but state... So you, so you think talking, the funding... We are yeah, talking sorry, about... Sorry, sorry. I, I think we are talking about state funding of election. And the criteria of state funding of election could be the last assembly election, the last Lok Sabha election, the performance of political party, if party has been able to do well, their vote percentage, etc, etc. These are the, these would be the, you know, guidelines or these would be the benchmark. If, if the, suppose, if the government decides to give 100 crores to political parties for fund contesting election. So how these 100 crores could be distributed? It should be, the benchmark should be your performance in the last Lok Sabha assembly elections, etc, etc. It won't be if a party is being headed by a family member or not a family member. So that, that this is not related to the discussion at all, in my opinion. And you think it doesn't even affect, uh, you know, this uh, funding aspect at all? How it Internal would democracy. How it would... Oh, see, don't mix two questions. It is about... If we are talking about state funding of election, it does not affect. If it is about internal democracy of the party... It may affect, I'm not saying it is certainly affecting, it may affect the internal democracy of the party. But these, these are two different things which we are trying to club together. Uh, Professor Chopa, your opinion on this? Well, first of all, I am quite amused at uh, my friend uh, Dr. Sanjay Kumar saying that the political party, or at least implying that the political party which gets more votes should get more money. Therefore, it will perpetuate the winning party, at least hypothetically, that if party A has won or got more votes in the last election, that party will get more money for the next election. And if that party has more money than the parties that have lost, then it seems it will be an uneven playing field. Can I clarify that I was I was I was only stating a limited point that if uh, money is to be or the if the funding is to be supported by the government, the criteria cannot be whether a party is being headed by a family or a party has a democratic democratically elected leader. There has to be a different criteria, and I was just citing an example. It could be a criteria of electoral performance. I am not saying that. The party which has performed much better should get more money or a party which has performed poorly should get less money. There could be things which could be worked out. This could be one possibility. My intervention was to the point that, no, this cannot be a criteria that if a party has a leader which is which is democratically elected within the party, then there should be different criteria of giving funds for that to that party. And the parties which are kind of a family party, uh, they should be punished because in in terms of giving funds to the party because they are headed by a family. That was the point I wanted to make uh, in my intervention. That point is accepted. 
But the question is, if the money to be given to political parties depends on their electoral performance, this, this has a problem. The, I have no problem with uh, family-run political parties. And uh, as you said, Sri Parna, that uh, political parties have become like corporates. Now, all political parties are functioning as corporates. No political party today functions as a political party. They are corporates whose business is to win elections and then to make money to be able to win the next election. So this functioning of political parties as corporate entities or as family-run corporate entities is the fundamental problem. Political parties have to be made to run as publicly accountable democratic institutions if they are to deserve public money. That is my point. Uh, right. Okay. So, uh, now I would like to know and I'm, I'm sure our listeners would like to know is this also an issue globally? How do other democracies across the world handle it? Or, you know, what is the formula some of them have, uh, you know, uh, maybe approached or something of that sort? I mean, is it is it a global issue? The state funding, public funding, private players in electoral funding? Uh, global issue means if we are using the word issue in a negative manner, I'm not sure it is a global issue, but uh, see, there are almost 34 countries where uh, some kind of a state funding of election is available, some form or the other. And, and the highest proportion of state funding of election is in Norway, which is about 74% of the total expenses on the election. But there are different models in some countries. Only parties get the fund. Candidates do not get the fund. There are countries where parties do not get the fund. Candidates get the fund. There are different models in that also that the candidates get the funding and there is a limit on their expenses that you get X amount of fund and you cannot spend more than that. There are countries where there is a limit. You get a funding and there is a cap on that. You cannot generate more funds to contest election. So there are different models and in total I think there are 34-35 countries in the world where there is some or the other form of state funding of elections. Uh, Professor Shoka, would you like to come in on this? Yes, I would. I agree with uh, Dr. Sanjay Kumar completely. But I want to add that in most countries where there is public funding of elections, there are also strict transparency requirements. In the U.S., for example, uh, there is a rule that the presidential candidate, for example, if the presidential candidate raises X amount of money, he or she is eligible to receive an equal amount of money from the government. But the which is subject to certain conditions. In the last two or three presidential elections, no candidate has accepted the government money. They have said that we do not want to accept these conditions and we are able to raise enough money on our own. We don't want the matching contribution of the government. 
The point I am trying to make is, if there is to be any public funding of elections, I, as a member of the public, would insist on transparency, complete transparency of the expenditure and money spent by the political party or the political candidate in the election. If my money as a public person is to be given to a political party or a political candidate and the party or the candidate is also allowed to accept other money, then I would suggest that it becomes like throwing good money after bad money. And let me give you an example. I mean, I, I don't want to sort of say this publicly, but, you know, all of us know this. You know, the police people in this country take bribes. This is broadly accepted. Now, if I were to tell a policeman that I will increase your salary four times, but you don't take bribes, is there a guarantee that the police person will stop taking bribes? I say this with greatest respect to the police. I don't mean any disrespect. But if a candidate or a political party is allowed to accept other money in addition to public money, then I think there is a very serious problem here. And that is the reason why when you say that although, you know, in one of your questions you said, that several political party prime minister said this and no political party has taken it forward. That is the reason that if public funding implies non-acceptance of any other funding, this is not acceptable to political parties in India. In, the, in other countries, people follow the law. If they accept public funding, they do not take additional funding. But unfortunately, in India, we are not able to implement this kind of a law. If we give public funding, people will also accept other funding, whether, you know, legally or illegally, whether white money or black money. Therefore, the whole exercise, get, exercise becomes infectious. So unless we can have a law which forces or, you know, compels political parties and candidates accept the law of the land, we cannot have public funding. Yeah, a point to ponder on. Now, I have one last question and uh, I would like both of you to comment, but uh, I have not been able to frame it properly, maybe. I was just thinking, uh, can this, you know, if we have a public funding model of elections and we are also talking about a one nation, one election, you know, kind of a scenario, uh, does this help because will it reduce the maybe cost of holding elections in this country drastically or something of that sort? Or am I totally off the mark? Now, I would want both of you to comment on this. So you mean one nation, one election will reduce the cost on election? Or you mean public, yeah, funding, of, with, huh? public funding of yes. election would reduce the cost on election? If it is one nation, one election, it will certainly reduce the cost of election. Because then we are uh, putting several events in one together so it will certainly reduce the cost no doubt about that but we also should remember at what cost it will reduce the cost but at what cost so one has to be careful about that but going back to your basic question 
if it is a if we have a system or if we end up having a system of one nation one election cost will certainly get reduced okay and uh, professor choko your view on this i have <laughs> some very strong views about this uh, when it comes to one nation one election my basic question is are we looking for the cheapest possible democracy or the most effective and the most useful democracy if we are looking for the cheapest possible democracy then i would humbly submit that once we elect a political party or a government then we should not have elections at all unless there is some earth shaking event because <laughs> spending money on elections is a waste of money and we there is a there is a narrative that you know the money which we save from not conducting elections can be used on development which means that elections which are the sine qua non of democracy or an essential requirement for democracy are antithetical to development that's it for this week's pale podcast we'll be back next week with another episode stay tuned